Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. I consent to recording. Come back to another episode of this podcast, a podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. And I'm Matt. Matt. It's been forever. It has been. I was trying to think today. I don't even know. When was the last time? Was it was it Boy Meets World? Oh, my God. I think it was. I think it was. So that was what, over a year ago? That's a long time. It has been. What just happened in a year? It's been a lot going on. I've been very busy. You got Uh, married. I got married, married. bought a house. house. Yeah. So it's 2022 has been very busy. You're like a real grown up now. I know. I know. All the grown up bills, all those fun (laughs) things now. That's very fun. I had a, you know, the Peter Pan syndrome. I had to grow up at some point. So finally, did finally you, had to take that plunge. Did you He's know down. Michael Jackson ever did? <laughs> okay. Don't, don't lump me in with that. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a metric. Yeah. That anybody can really use. But he's the one sure. I automatically think of when I think of Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> um, and in that past year since that boy meets world episode the cast of boy meets world is reuniting for a podcast i didn't know that yeah a rewatch podcast like the office ladies and the cast of the pranos and everyone does it's like oh, cool. everybody i swear it's like you can find any show that you liked and there's probably a rewatch podcast now like last year <laughs> i i binged uh i binged the show scrubs and then right after I found out they had a podcast, so I binged that really hard. And New Girl, New Girl has a, a podcast, a rewatch podcast too. So it's like everybody's getting in on it. And then after the podcast is a hit, they always publish a book yes. about their rewatch. Because I bought the Sopranos and the Office ones, the Office Ladies one. <laughs> how how's the Office? La- is it good? Oh, it's so good. So many like behind the scenes set photos of the cast just having fun and like so nice. many stories in there. It's awesome. It's a it makes <laughs> a good like coffee table book too when you're done. Mm. Like it's just very nice and glossy and it's awesome. Yeah. But Matt, for those who may not have heard the Boy Meets World episode, why don't you tell listeners a bit about yourself and your show? Sure. I am the host of the TGI podcast, which took a little bit of a break since uh february we had an episode in february took a little time off of the wedding and buying the house and everything but we've got stuff coming up uh later this month for leon day uh july is going to be packed with christmas in july and then we'll be back in october with our halloween episodes thanksgiving episodes in november and top it off with christmas in december 
Very cool. But that's exciting. That's a weird time to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I know, right? It should just be all year round, right? Christmas in December. That's so... <laughs> How novel is that? <laughs> so passe. <laughs> Julia and Tom, how are your weeks? Had a good week, but it's definitely like that haze of summer where there's no time to anything because nobody has a schedule. And I've worked from home like a lot lately because guess what we do in summertime? We just cram every appointment possible, right? Because, because it's summer. Um, speaking of no schedules, my children are sleep late kids. Like all of them are. Um, this means... Jude has been sleeping in. He doesn't have to wake up for school, which means Marty is not going in there to wake him up before Marty has to go to work. So I'm waking Jude up every morning, which I love like four mornings in a row. I get to wake him up. And I went in there yesterday morning, open the door and it's just so cozy in his room. And he's like awake, but he's still like burrowed a little bit. So you can just see like side of his face and he's just being super cute. And I was like, Hey buddy, it's time to wake up. And he sits up and he looks at me and goes, why is it always you? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm done (laughs) later. And so I went out and told Marty, he's summoning you before you go to work. Please wake him up. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he just knows Father's Day is coming up. I don't know. (laughs) I think he's just prefers marty which is fine but it's funny it's fine otherwise i don't know there's no time time is passing and i have no way to mark it except for this podcast let's be honest what about you tom did you have a good week uh i did nothing really exciting going on in my world um got our first tomato and blueberries are blooming (gasps) my tomatoes are not red yet uh, I got my first one. It was almost ready to be picked. It was nice orange color and the bird got into it. But we've got our first one. Our first one grew. Nice. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. I need to make an apology, public apology to Julia on this podcast. Or should I say Tom Cruise on this podcast? <laughs> because I told Julia last week after she recommended Top Gun Maverick that I would see it because of all the movies she took my advice on. Good and bad. Mm-hmm. And I went to the theater, fully expecting to hate it, and I freaking loved it. That is my favorite movie of 2022 so far. It was just so fun. Wait, Can't more re- than Batman? So Batman is the better movie, okay. but, but personal, like, just Like a better level. experience. Yes, yes, gotcha. yes. That's a perfect way to... Yeah, is it the best movie of 2022? No, but it's probably the most fun movie of 2022. Mm-hmm. that's how i would describe it's great it. have it's, you seen it matt i have not i keep hearing like so many people i don't think i've heard a single person say anything bad about it and i love the first one i just haven't made time to go see it maybe uh maybe this oh no i'm busy this weekend but i need to make time to go see it because it just <laughs> everybody keeps saying it's so good and there's so many movies i want to see that are either out are coming out and it's mm. like i gotta find the time to actually go do these things do you have the mm-hmm. amc club list uh matt or i one do of not those? it's worth it if you see a lot of movies i mean it's like 25 bucks a month and you get three movies a week like if you see like <laughs> three movies a month like it yeah that's worth itself. it yeah um because this weekend i also saw jurassic world which i also really enjoyed 
It's probably my second favorite in the franchise. I don't know why the reviews are so bad. Different huh. film, though. It's different. Yeah. Dinos are among us. But it's good. <laughs> What's it like seeing the old cast with the new cast? Is it Do, do they fit well? They, they do fit well. It is it's pretty magical. You, so you know that SNL skit? Obviously, everyone knows that SNL skit with Will Ferrell, more cowbell. Mm-hmm. I am pretty sure the only direction they had for Jeff Goldblum in this movie was more Goldblum because he was at his <laughs> oh, Goldblumiest in this movie. <laughs> Speaking of Jeff Goldblum, I listened to the podcast. Tom, you recommended it, I believe, about Jeff Goldblum's tattoo. I didn't know what to expect going into it. And it was like, I had to, I was listening to it at work and I kept like putting off work as I like seemingly leaned in closer to listen more intently. It was just so interesting. (laughs) It's just, it makes no sense, but total sense. It's, it's great. All I could recommend is just listen to it. Don't read anything about it. It's worth the listen. I still have. That's such a good podcast, isn't it? It's very good. The hosts are, the podcast is amazing. Mm -hmm. And Anthony, I keep hearing about all this stuff Anthony does. And I think we're well over a month of Anthony saying, I need to listen to that podcast. <laughs> Tom, I make a pro- public promise to you now, like I did Julia last There week. we go. <laughs> there we go. Thur- Thursday of this week, I'm driving down to Pennsylvania again for my monthly customer meeting. So that's over two hours of a drive. So I need something good to listen to. So I will download a few episodes of that show, including the Jeff Goldblum one. Do Start it. with the Jeff Goldblum one. It's amazing. It is, and now they're also good. The whole thing. I've held myself we're, accountable. We're patrons. We're patron subscribers. I'm gonna be. I can tell you that. What do they offer on their Patreon? Uh, you get to talk to them on Discord. Oh, nice. And they have they have extra episodes <laughs> that you can listen episodes. to that are really good. How come you haven't invited them on our show yet? If you talk to them on Discord, uh, because I talk to them on Discord about as much as I talk to people on our Discord. <laughs> when i'm on the computer it is too much work hmm. i think i tagged i think i talked i volunteered you for something on our discord oh yeah yeah i saw nice. you volunteered me for rudolph and frosty's christmas in july with our good friend matt spaulding you're welcome <laughs> i mean yeah i'll take it and and like i said on there i don't see myself as volunteering you i see myself as managing your career uh i need to give more props to julia too because i i realized a long time ago she mentioned the show ghosts on this podcast Mm -hmm. in passing and i finally binged season one and it is it's so heartwarming i love it it is so heartwarming it's very funny like with very like anthony humor type jokes but it's heartwarming at the same time (laughs) like our podcast (laughs) it's y'all i mean if you haven't watched it it really is a great show like really talking about the american remake not the original british version yeah i have not seen the original british one the girl Uh, in it though we covered the christmas prince trilogy that's right she's the christmas prince girl but it's so good it's really, it's so really good. so good. And they have a great Halloween episode, and I hope they do a Christmas episode this upcoming season, so we have a reason to talk about it. Me too. It was the first network show to get an early pickup for this year, so it must be doing well in the ratings, which I'm happy about. Speaking of cocaine, tonight we are covering <laughs> the 19... 
80s to nine early 90s sitcom the fresh prince of bel-air's christmas episodes actually it was 1990 to 1996 okay. i did think at first it was the 80s as well i thought it was 89 okay <laughs> right <laughs> but so for those of y'all who've lived under a rock for the past, I want to say 10 years, because the 90s is still 10 years ago in my mind, but really the past 30 years. Um, oh, that hurts. <laughs> the theme song and opening sequence at the premise of the show. Will Smith, because we are topical well, here. Well, is his- if we want to give the theme, we can just say he was born in West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> On the playground was where he spent most of his days. He was chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and off shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were up to no no good started making trouble in his neighborhood. He got in one little fight and then his mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel Air. He whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license plates had fresh and there were dice in the mirror. If anything, he could say that this cab was rare, but he thought, no, nah, forget it, yo, homes to Bel Air. He pulled up to the house around seven or eight and he looked, I'll stop. No, no, you forgot. He pulled up to the house around seven or eight and he yelled to the cabbie, yo, home, smell you later. If Look at my king. My king. He looked that at his kingdom. He was finally there to sit on his throne as the Prince of Bel Air. So was that a good was that a good breakdown of, of the show? It is. I will just oh, add yes. a little bit of color here, courtesy of Wikipedia. Will's working class background ends up clashing in various humorous ways with the upper class world of the Banks family. Will Stern, Uncle Phil, and tough but fair Aunt Vivian and their children. So Will Smith, he's been in the news recently. We touched on it a few episodes back. <laughs> I was impressed. We went through four episodes of this show and he did not slap anybody in a single one of them. Was it four episodes? What did we days? cover with him? We didn't. We just talked about the Oscars. Oh, that's right. That's right. So yeah. Uh, let's start with Will Smith. Will Smith plays Will Smith in this show, a fictionalized version of himself. Um, this was, I mean, he was a rapper, but this was really his huge break in Hollywood. The show, I mean, this show was iconic. The theme song was iconic. He was iconic. Uh, I don't think he would be anywhere near the level of fame he has today without this show. Mm-mm. I mean, Will Smith, He's been in a million movies. Pick your poison. There's too many to run through here. So I'm going to go quick round table and ask you, what was your favorite Will Smith movie? Matt, starting with you. Mm, I am legend. Ooh, mm. good choice. Julia. Independence Day. Tom. Six Degrees of Separation. Mine is Independence Day as well. Really, that I was... just like Six Degrees of Separation. It's a great play, and he was good in it. Wait, wait, no, no, no. I'm gonna say Jim and I Man. Jim and I Man. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of depends on what Will Smith I want. Yeah. Well, for me personally, Will Smith kind of peaked in the 90s and the <laughs> early 2000s. Um, after Wild Wild West. Uh, I miss the days where Will Smith would put out a blockbuster and then he would have the blockbuster song playing over the end credits. Here come the men in black, you know, or Wild Wild yeah. West, or he'd always have it. I miss yep. those days. Yep. I miss the days of just fun summer popcorn movies. That's why I like Top Gun 
so much. That's what it reminded me of. It was nothing deep. They weren't trying to do anything like transcendent. It was just good old fashioned fun at the movies. I miss those. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of when I think of Will Smith. I think that sums up his career to me. Nope, I'm going to go back and change it. I'm going to say Men in Black was my favorite. It was just so much fun, y'all. I love Men in Black. Now, did you guys like him as the genie in Aladdin? No. I actually was really surprised how much I liked him as the genie. I was also surprised. Yes, I'm the same way. I didn't think he was great by any means, but my expectations were so low that Mm. he... He blew him. I mean, again, he to try to beat out Robin Williams, impossible. But yeah. for what it was, he was very good. I liked his like kind of rappiness twist on Friend Like mm-hmm. Me. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, that version's a banger. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. I think it was successful because he didn't appear to be trying to duplicate what mm-hmm. Robin Williams did. Mm-hmm. So it was good on him for doing that because that would have been a failure. That would have been a failure. Nobody could have done it, just like Matt uh-uh. said. The only way to play that character was to go a whole different way. Do y'all remember Family Guys? Will Smith singing "Nice Clean Rap." <laughs> yes, and he just and he just <laughs>, laughs. He's like, "Ha ha! Do your do your dishes and say yes to your mother." Ha ha! <laughs> um. Get a job so you can help your mom and dad pay for school supplies. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> also, part of this cast, James Avery, please. Uncle Phil, Phil Banks. Love this guy. Love this character. He dead. He's dead. May he rest in peace. Uh, he was a force of mm-hmm. acting. Um, he's done a few Christmas things over the years, so we might be able to cover him again. He was in something called A Christmas Wish. He was in the critically acclaimed Dr. Doolittle 2. <laughs> he did multiple voices in The Prince of Egypt. He was in. Really? We do need to say that is the uh, Eddie Murphy Doolittle, not Robert Downey Jr. Doolittle, which are two oh. entirely different characters. Yes. <laughs> Yes, surprisingly for all of Eddie Murphy's brand of humor, he didn't uh, pull something out of a dragon's butt on the big screen. But anyway. <laughs> so specific. You know, there's still time for him. There's still time for him to do it. <laughs> he was in the Brady Bunch movie in the 90s, The Ladies Club, The First Fist of the North Star, Ooh, Stooge Mania, The Blues Brothers. He did a lot of TV. He was on The Jeffersons, Newhart, The Dukes of Hazzard, St. Elsewhere, The A-Team, The Voice on The Real Ghostbusters, which is getting a new show, which is exciting. He he did the voice of Shredder on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 87 to 93. Oh my gosh. It's epic. Yeah. He was in a bunch of stuff. This is, I think, to me. He was also in Aladdin. He was in the Aladdin TV show, which I love. I wish that was. So they both did Aladdin. He was in Gargoyles. Remember Gargoyles? I used to love. Oh yeah. Oh, I did like Gargoyles. So good. I do not know why Disney hasn't done that one yet, especially since Jordan Peele said he wants to make a Gargoyles movie. (sighs) 
Uh, he was in Iron Man, the cartoon. He played War Machine. Uh, so yeah, he was in a lot. He was in CSI, Dharma and Greg, Judging Amy, blah, 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 blah. I know him most from this. Same. Same. The world knows him most from this. Uh, playing Aunt Viv. We actually have two Aunt Vivs. Which, which Aunt Vivs? Okay. Yeah, first we're, Aunt Viv and second We're going Aunt Viv. with first Aunt Viv first. Janet Hubert. And then second Aunt Viv is played by Daphne Max- Maxwell-Reed. Which brings me to the question, which Aunt Viv do you prefer? Janet Hubert. Yes. Yeah, original. first Aunt Viv. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite. She has a way better mom look. You know what I mean? You know the yeah. mom look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second uh, that didn't have that. Many people's favorite fan character on this show, Carlton Banks, is played by Alfonso Riviero. Uh, Alfonso Riviero is most known for playing Carlton and most known for the Carlton dance. Mm-hmm. Which, well, when, we did, when also- we did Bewitched, we all did the nose twitch. I think we're all going to have to do the Carlton dance for <laughs> this time. <laughs> he is now the host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Yes, he I'm is. Sorry, America's Funniest Videos. He he replaced Tom Bergeron after 15 mm-hmm. years. Yep. Who replaced Bob R.I.P. 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 Bob Sack. Uh, there's um, some Carmen Electra in the middle there that was not good. Ooh, uh, Wait, she hosted a really? funniest video? Shortly, yep. Surprisingly, he has not been in any like Hallmark Christmas movie. He just seems made for that type of stuff. I know. Really I think does. I think I brought that up one time when I asked that question maybe a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and he was the name I brought up. I was shocked he had never been in one before. Like it just makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Hmm. Anyway, there's always a future, especially now that all the Hallmark queens have left. Now, that's not the the same for Tatiana Ali, though. Well, before we get to Tatiana Ali, (laughs) we're going to cover the older sister first. Playing Hillary Banks is Karen Parsons, who, besides Hillary, is also known for Major Pain, opposite Damon Wayne. The late she That's was right. uh, in the ladies' man. She was. Uh, so Tatiana Emily plays little cousin Ashley, and Tom was she in a bunch of Christmas? Hallmark she movies? has been in Christmas Everlasting, Picture Perfect Holiday, Dear Secret Santa, Wrapped Up in Christmas, Christmas Hotel, a very Larry Christmas, whatever that is. What? I don't know what that is. Have Larry I, the Cable Guy in it. And she's I, a voice on. No. She's a voice on the worst kids TV show out there, Fancy Nancy. What is Fancy Nancy? Trash. <laughs> uh, no Bluey, that's for sure. It's no Bluey. And then our last main. What is Bluey? Bluey's a dog. I know. Is it good though? Because I heard a lot of adults love that so show, good. and it has it's great so Christmas good. episodes. So we should cover it. It's sometime. so good. It is so. Bluey good. is a cartoon for parents to learn how to be good parents. No, I disagree. Bluey is great. Bluey's Bluey, parents 
or Bluey, Bluey I guess, is a cartoon that sets unrealistic expectations for a father figure that none of us can ever live up to and make us look like utter failures in the eyes of our daughters. Ah, oh, that's negative. Challenge accepted when I become a father. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, and then the last main cast member here we have to cover is Joseph Marcel, who played Jeffrey, the sarcastic British butler. My favorite character. Love Jeffrey. So, histories with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Let's start with our guest, Matt. Yeah, I think it's one of those, like, always was there kind of shows for me. I don't, you know, I don't know if it was one that we watched a lot, like, oh, it's Thursday night or whatever night, and it was on, but it feels like it got so much life in syndication that it was on before school. It was on after school. It was on Saturday afternoons. Like it seemed like it was always on. I love it. I've seen it so many times. I still catch episodes every once in a while, like in the mornings. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's always been there. It's always been a show. I really like it always makes me laugh in these Christmas episodes. Most of them I like Julia. How about you? Um, yeah, I remember watching this one after school. So wherever that would have put it, definitely in a syndication type run. Um, yeah, and I've always loved it. I mean, it was the thing to know the theme song in middle or high school, whichever one it was. And um, beyond that, it was just a good show. And it was just, it's the it's the show formula that was so popular in the 90s that I also just really happened to like, right? I mean, it's a family centric show, like the ones that were so popular. Um, and that's my favorite kind of sitcom. So I love it. I've always loved it. Um, this is such a formulaic 90s sitcom, as Julia said, that follows everything else that was going on around it. But I loved it. I loved it as a kid. Um, we recently went through the episodes with Ellie and she loved it so much that a friend of ours had a fresh Elise of Bel Air blanket made for her that she still has. And um, yeah, it's just such a great show. Everything about it is, is on fleek as the kids say. I don't think they're saying that anymore. Oh, uh, the music of Will Smith slaps. Is that, did I do that right? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, copy and paste everything that, uh, the three of you said it was a formative 90s show and a culturally significant and iconic 90s show and uh every time i catch it in reruns or on hbo max like i did with these three episodes today i find myself laughing and smiling a lot of it still holds up yeah there are some things that make it dated for sure but there is a lot that still holds up i think the humor is universal so yeah, as we all know, Will Smith is actually, actually is a producer on Bel Air, which is a Peacock dramatic, more dramatic remake, which one of our good friends of the show, listener Ryan Bosk, Brian, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name, B-O-S-C-H, uh, he Bosch. works on it. Bosch, okay, Ryan Bosch works on it. And it's actually surprisingly really good. Different take, obviously, but really good. I think you can tell Will Smith had his hands in it because it does pay lots of respect to the original. So, Are there uh, characters slapping comedians for no good reason and telling them to keep their wives' names out of their mouth? Is that how you can tell? Oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
just so you know, I told Christine today when we hang out with some friends of ours, the first time one of them says her name, I'm going to yell at them to keep my wife's name out of their fucking mouth. I think it's been long enough that it'll be uh, funny to pull on somebody now. So, so I have to bring it up. My, my father-in-law and his speech at our wedding made a fantastic reference to that joke. And it was so, I about fell out of my chair. I was laughing so hard where basically the crux of the joke was that he was up late the night before trying to figure out what to write. And my, my mother-in-law said, just don't talk about me. And so he later added that into a speech where he was like, well, and I knew that I needed to keep my wife's name out of my own (laughs) effing mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It had, it, it had the whole place uh, laughing. It was very, very funny. I love it. Well played. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention they're about to um, approve. The FDA is about to approve an alopecia drug. So his wife should be. Oh, excellent. Yes. So there are three Christmas episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So the first one is season one, episode 15, entitled Deck the Halls. Will realizes that Ashley has never experienced a real Christmas before and goes out of his way to let her have one. After decorating the inside of the mansion and also the outside fully, he upsets some of the neighbors. So, Matt, would you like to walk us through this one? Yeah, sure. So, basically, it starts off, first of all, the very beginning of this, there was that little hand puppet show (laughs) with, with Jeffrey. And I realized I don't think I'd ever seen that before. And when I was looking it up, it had said that it norm- that was normally cut when it was in syndication. So that little, that little segment there was all uh, brand new to me. Uh, but there is, there is a line from that that ended up making me laugh pretty hard. But we'll bring that up a little bit later. But essentially, this is Will's first Christmas. He's out on the West Coast, grew up in Philly. And Ashley is kind of like the nerdier version of what we end up seeing Carlton be later on. Like she's very like, Oh, I'm home for break. I'm going to learn new words and none of my friends are around. So she's not even really interested in Christmas really at all. And the moment that struck me really early in this episode was when Carlton came in for the first time, doesn't he seem like a different character very He's early like prep on school elite or something yeah, yeah. like like we yeah. see we see him like soften and become more like the butt of the jokes later in the series so i was a little thrown off by carlton being kind of like a cool nerd kind of yeah. at the very beginning and if you'll watch the remake carlton is actually kind of like the cool it's not cool he's like he's still a nerd but he's cool he's cool he he's popular at his prep school like mm-hmm. he is a very smart intelligent guy but he also has his group of friends and is upset will is moving out and kind of infringing on that a bit hmm. well, there you um go. i want to piggyback off what you said matt the mm-hmm. entire first season feels everything feels off to me just not mm-hmm. quite right well even house- will's the house itself. Notice the staircases in the hallway instead of the main right. living room. Going and they're up. like cramped, smaller rooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith just feels very 
juvenile green not, <laughs> not as a character but like as an acting choice it just feels very will smith grew a lot mm. over the course of this as an actor and there are whole scenes where you can see him like speaking without like lip singing how do you even say that when lip singing but like miming, mouthing. but he's not singing but yeah like mouthing mm-hmm. the words the other character is talking he would say in um articles and stuff about fresh prince that he memorized the entire script so he knew everybody's lines and you can tell in some of those early scenes he's wording it well, and he mouthing talks a lot it about that during the reunion if you had seen the reunion on hbo max that they did oh. last year um he talks about how uh Uncle Phil, James Avery, really helped him grow as an actor as the show went on. It really kind of took him under his wing. And you could tell in the later seasons that uh-huh. yep, he grew a lot. Yeah, he definitely seems like he is he's just talking at you or at yep. the other characters and not talking to them. Like you really, it's so evident so early on here that he just he thought, I think Will, the actor, thought, well, I know all the lines, so I'm a good actor where he didn't like understand the nuance that went that went with it so uh yeah it's, it is cool seeing like the growth but it is it does seem like to tom's point like almost an entirely different show in a lot of ways like it's the characters and the characters names but we see them all change so much and we even notice it uh in the next episode that that we'll cover too that it's they're just a vastly every character is vastly different but and this is also um just real quick matt before mm-hmm. we go on uh Hey, I, I would say this isn't exclusive to Fresh Prince. A lot of shows, their first seasons yeah. often mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. completely different to the rest of the show. But also, um, if we were a podcast in the 90s, if podcasts existed back then, and Anthony had no idea <laughs> the cultural status that this show would become, the cultural staple, he would say, this is why you shouldn't give singers acting roles because they can't act. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely that would be your storyline for that sure. Would be, that would be what we hear from you for sure without a doubt. <laughs> so in so throughout this episode and really here at the beginning we get like little nuggets as to what's going to happen. Like we have Hillary talking on the couch like oh and she's ordering gifts to be sent to Demi's house, you know, and to all these famous people where Will is not believing any of it at all. And of course, we get a little bit of a payoff later in one very strange way uh, that we'll definitely get to, but weird, weird choice. <laughs> yes. Very strange. But at the time, Will is, he, he's kind of lacking the holiday spirit because the house isn't decorated very well. And Viv's like, what do you mean? We have this crystal nativity set that's laid out, which immediately first thing I thought of was you, Tom, was what your reaction was going to be to this crystal nativity set. Does it pass Um, the test? No, but I mean, more importantly, they, the show acknowledges that what they had was awful. So I don't feel like I have to comment on it. Right. Like, there you go. It was very apparent that the, the decorating, everything about the decorating they had was woefully lacking. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Will's grand plan is he wants to help decorate around the house. And Viv's like, look, we usually pay somebody to come over and decorate, but I'll let you and Ashley go pick up the everything to go decorate. Will seems pretty excited. 
they get to this store it is this like chic early 90s very pretentious type of store where everything's like muted and you know it's not like what you're visualizing any sort of like christmas decorations and the it's first definitely not the garish christmas that no. hallmark goes for the martha stewart christmas not no, not at disgusting. all disgusting yes and the first thing i thought of i don't know if any of you remember there's an snl skit it's got sean hayes from will and grace and jimmy fallon they're working at this store mm-hmm. and and they're folding clothes and they're very pretentious and like people come in and be like oh do you have any of this and they're like oh oh my gosh no way we would never sell that and then will <laughs> will ferrell comes rolling in on a like scooter with a tiny little cell phone they're all breaking <laughs> character the whole time it is so funny and that's immediately what the salesperson made me think of in this episode this no, salesperson yeah, that's hilarious still does roles like this this is the yep. like w- exactly this yes. is just what he plays on every show he's in exactly he was in angels in the outfield you remember as like the snooty it was the dodge was it the it was the angels in that one i was about to say what basket what baseball team was that isn't he like the liaison that's tasked to keeping the kid happy yeah. was it angels in the outfield or was I th- it i think so yeah yeah. Okay, rookie of the year. But he, this is exactly what he plays in everything. I he he's been on. He I think he's been in almost every '90s show. I know he's on Seinfeld. I'm pretty sure he's on Friends. Uh, he had he was on that show with Mary Kate and Ashley for a while. Um, hmm. I forget what show it was called. Full House. A, not that one. <laughs> he probably did have a role at some point on that show. I'm sure. <laughs> He played a snooty waiter on Curb Your Enthusiasm who wouldn't give him the leftovers to take home because he was going to feed it to his dog <laughs> oh <my laughs> instead of eating himself. <laughs> uh, so this guy just always plays his snooty role. And I love it. He does it good. You know, do what you are good at. Yeah, he I mean, he fills that perfectly, but it ends up will he wants nothing to do with these decorations. Don't blame him. I'm with them. I want them like as gaudy and as excessive <laughs> as possible. Like, I don't care if they're ugly. Like that's the word what you're, the word you're looking for is Mary. You want they're, them as merry and joyful as they can be. Yes. And, fe- and festive, all of that festive. all rolled into one, but of course they leave. Will decides he's going to spend the money somewhere else. And then we get the, the nice reveal of aunt Viv and uncle Phil rolling up to the house. And it is like christmas threw up on this house (laughs) there are blow molds there are lights hanging up everywhere outside the inside is just jam-packed and i gotta say and even though we find out that jeffrey helped them and said don't let them know that he helped they got a lot done and like what you could only assume (laughs) is like two or three hours like i'll hire them to come decorate my house for as quickly (laughs) as they got that oh joke so so um you're not. We're not used to seeing the house from that angle. I, that that took me off mm-hmm. by surprise a bit because it didn't look like the house. Um, did y'all know you can get permanent Christmas lights installed in your house? I did not. My friend. What does that mean? That. Companies will come and install permanent L, uh, not LED. I don't know what kind of holiday lights, and you'll get an app. So if you want to light up your house for Halloween and turn them orange, they're just orange. And then November first. 
they switch them over to the Christmas colors and you control them. They're up all year. They're weatherproof. They're permanent. They're just like, they come over and install them in your house. They don't have to do it every year. Interesting. Yeah. So that's like something first, my HOA would hate. That's a fir- <laughs> that's what that's I was a thinking first too. big investment I'm going to make when I buy a house. Speaking of HOA. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the HOA, what happens here, Matt? Well, of course this feels like a normal HOA meeting. Yes, a hundred percent. The the neighbors they're not happy with it. They're upset. There's a phone call and we have a very funny sequence of Will like fighting, arguing on the phone with someone. That made me laugh. Sets up a bit for a little bit later when we find out it's indeed a Vander Holyfield who lives in the neighborhood. And we find out that Hillary actually knows all these famous people that she's been talking about because Evander's like, I didn't see you at, uh, I don't remember Bruce what. Bruce Willis's. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Willis's, Willis's Christmas party. party. But that was because she was mad at Bruce Willis and she would tell right. us, she would tell him later. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ashley at this point, she's upset because everybody's mad about all this. She's ready to go upstairs. She's like, you know, well, I'm just going to, you know, I don't want friends around here. It's It's not fun for me. The holidays mean nothing. She's going to go upstairs. Then we get a knock at the door. There's some young carolers singing. Will does a funny little dance in front of them (laughs) while they're singing. And we find out that the kids stop to sing there because they always pick the house with the best decorations and stop and sing for them. And Ashley has a change of heart because all these kids are there. And Will's like, you need to go hang out with them. And then we get the weirdest part of this episode with a Ronald Reagan impersonator, which a bad one, a very bad one. He didn't like, look or sound anything like Reagan. <laughs> no, no, like, didn't. How not, long did you sit there but, and you were like, "Who is this?" Yeah, I didn't know right, until he said until Nancy, he and then Nancy. I was like, "Oh, that yeah. was it." Um, exactly. But I think it's because they blew their entire budget on Evander Holyfield for some reason. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. You know what? They may not have been able to get Reagan, but they got Trump in a future episode. Oh, where he tries to buy their house. Oh, this is yeah. When everyone is still like he was just an eccentric billionaire because mm-hmm. Carl was, like, was a joke. The Donalds. The Donalds. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I forgot about that memory. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that back. You're right. <laughs> but everybody kind of comes to terms with with the the Christmas decorations in the neighborhood for the most part because Ronald Reagan approves. And that gets everybody going. And then Will gathers everybody around to watch the infamous Christmas commercial of Santa riding around on a Norelco shaver. (laughs) We get an awe moment. And that's your episode of the first season of Fresh Prince of Mm Bel-Air. This felt as much as this episode didn't feel like the rest of the show in terms of they're still finding their cadence and their way around one another. This is as typical a sitcom plot line as you can get around Christmas. Like the decorations piss off the neighbors. Pretty sure Home Improvement did something similar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I liked it. I really Still enjoyed this one. Yeah. Me. I liked too. all of the innocent Will stuff, um, Santa, all of the innocent Santa stuff specifically with Will. Right. Oh, yeah. Because Ashley's like, I don't believe in Santa. And he's like, What do you mean you don't believe in Santa? Like, he kept that up the whole mm-hmm. time. I love right. that. Right. I like that. And I like the way Santa came through. It wasn't through presence, it was something that was more meaningful. 
Yeah. When uh, Ashley said she wanted friends, all of her friends were gone. And then all the kids showed up and he's like, look, you wanted friends and here they are. Get over there. Mm-hmm. Also, how weird would it be to go traveling, looking at Christmas lights and as a child decide to just stop and sing at one house? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was odd as well. And they were like, oh, we weren't even going to go, but we spotted you from the freeway. Like, no matter <laughs> we what, go to your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's got to be a haul. I mean, if you're spotting something from the freeway, we know what traffic is like out there. I mean, it probably was a nightmare for that dad. Yeah. So I don't have the quote, but I loved when Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv were getting ready for his party. <laughs> and Uncle Phil's like, you remember the names of all the wives, right? And she's like, yes. And he's like, what's the name of so-and-so's wife? And she's like, you know, Julia. And he's like, eh, that was his first wife. He's now married to his secretary. <laughs> and it turns out they're all what married, married to, to the, people. To the, to the muffin cart girl. The yeah. muffin cart girl. <laughs> and Viv asks, uh, Viv asks, how many of them have new wives? And he's like, well, let's just put it this way. You're the only returning guest. it did surprise me watching this how much of a non-entity carlton was yeah he is essentially the second lead like compared to our third episode essential especially with this outfit and bells that we'll see later yes yeah yeah i mean we see him at the beginning with the the glee club or whatever and then he's just in the background like the rest of the time it is very odd or it's interesting to see how that character progresses because like you said he does become like the second lead of the show like especially after like him. yeah after like season three it just like takes off and he is such a big part of the show so it is weird seeing him in that way there is one quote i wanted to bring up it was at the beginning uh i think tom you kind of touched on it when ashley was like come on will everybody knows there's no santa claus and will's like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute there's no Millie Vanilli, but there is definitely <laughs> Santa Claus. So I love I love the dated reference there. I love I love um so Evander Holyfield start, shows up at the end because when Will is on the phone with the guy, not knowing it's Holyfield, he's like, Well, why do you come over here and say that to my face? Essentially <laughs> to fight him. It turns out to be Evander Holyfield. Like you said, Matt, he backs off when he realizes it's Hillary's house. But I love his quote, we shouldn't be fighting. It's barbaric. <laughs> and that's exactly the line I'm going to use every time a fight breaks out with me and Tom on the podcast for now. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Christmas episode? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Did it have a Linus moment? Yes. Yeah. What would y'all rank this one? I'm gonna give seven. it a seven. What'd you Did go you with? Say Julia? Seven to Julia. Yeah, I said seven also. <laughs> yeah, make it even seven. I'm going with the seven too. It's just it would be maybe a little more without the weird Reagan impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just, I think seven's a solid spot. So our next Christmas episode, season two, episode thirteen, Christmas show. Uh, the family goes away skiing for the holidays, but Will finds out that his mom is seeing a new man. When the adults go out to the lodge for the Christmas party, a knock on the door brings the kids trouble. Julia, do you want to walk us through this one? Sure. Um, so, must be mentioned, uh, 
we get a little Jennifer Lewis action in this episode. She is one of the ants, which is delightful. Um, but I like, I like the setting of this one too, because it's bringing the family together. So it's a cabin in Utah, um, ski trip. Everybody's super excited about it. Um, anytime Will gets to see his mom, um, it's a win, right? I love He's the super character excited about, I do too. So we've got all of the sisters together with their respective wives slash boyfriends, um, present and not present, um, as well as our standard family as well. So like uncle Phil kids are there. Um, and, and even the butler a, comes as well. Carlton is a bigger presence. And I just want to say right now at the beginning, my favorite quote, cause it's right at the beginning to demonstrate how excited he is for the trip. He's singing deck the slopes with babes in tight pants. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> Carl's gonna get some romance. Fa la 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 la. And no, Will's... you're not, cause you're too ugly. Fa la 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 la. They'll be in my room, cute and snugly. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> and yeah, I loved it. That's the Will and Carlton bromance I love about this show. That's it. That's right. Um, we the, also have the, Oh, I was just going to say, and the other thing that was missing in that first episode, the, the continual jokes about uncle Phil's weight from Will. And then also from Will's mom are just, I mean, it's great. They're, they're hilarious. And they show this goodwill. It's, it's one of the, <laughs> they show this goodwill. goodwill. Uh, it's just one of the ways that you can tell that uncle Carl really loves. Will. Like he tolerates a lot from him. Uncle Carl, mm-hmm. Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil. I'm sorry, I was combining Uncle Carl. And then, okay, I'm gonna read that. <laughs> <laughs> One of those ways you can tell Uncle Phil really does love Will, despite you know the hard time he gives him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we've got um. We have a lot of people in this cabin, and first we start off with there are not enough beds to sleep everybody comfortably. That causes just a tiny little stir right? Sort of throws them off their rocker a little bit. So there's a little complaining that starts at the beginning, but what I like is it's the Christmas season and people keep reminding everybody of that. And so it devolves into this really wonderful scene with them just dancing to the music, which makes me infinitely happy to watch people be happy at Christmas time. Um, so that's nice. We have a teeny little sub thread and it's really Will's point of contention in the show is his mom appears to be dating again. And he has real feelings about this. She's like super happy and everybody notices it and is making comments about it. When it finally comes out that this guy named Robert, who we do not see and is not with us in this episode, um, is making her happy. Will gets his hackles up and has real opinions. And he really kind of steps in as that big brother mode basically saying, you know, be careful. And is this guy good enough? And does he treat you right? And I don't know how I feel about this. Um, so he's got a little angst there. Everybody's just reminding him, enjoy that your mom's happy and just have a good time. Um, all of the adults go to the clubhouse for a big Christmas party and the kids stay behind. Um, while the kids stay behind, they get a knock on the door and it is a fine looking guy. It's kind of dorky asking for help and immediately will slams the door and is like, I'm sorry, that's a stranger. We do not allow strangers in our house. And of course the three other non-street smart kids are like, come on, it's Christmas. We should help him out. 
And Will is vindicated because this guy ends up tying them up and stealing everything in the house, including the pregnancy test that one of the aunts has taken. Um, this aunt, are they married or are they just dating? I can't remember. They're, they're like they're, married. they're newlyweds. Married. Yeah. Yeah. Newlyweds. Uh, well, let's um, mention I am. the husband. The husband is Diedrich Bader from, I know him from um, Drew Carey's show. Whose line mostly. is it anyway? And then whose line is it anyway? I yeah. love Diedrich Bader in everything he does. Everything he has he a does. lot of roles on like. Like American Com- Housewife. Mm-hmm. He was on, do you remember that short-lived comedy Outsourced on NBC? Which is I do. He was mm-hmm. on that. That was so good. He was in VP. He has a lot. He plays that. He plays the same like deep voiced like character in every show he does. He does a voice in one of the ba- of Batman and one of the Batman shows. He's great. Yeah. He and does he a lot of voice acting. Well-meaning. Did you notice? Oh, he is. I mean, like he does a lot of voice acting. Did y'all notice his how different his voice was though? Like you can tell he's had some coaching on how to talk. Yeah. Yeah, it was different. It he's was pretty fresh. He's so young. Uh-huh. You know he's on um, Phineas and Ferb, right, Julia? Who is he on Phineas and Ferb? Uh he plays Albert Dubois, Tom Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so everything gets stolen. Um, and it's a Christmas trope, right? When the gifts and everything and the decorations are taken away, what are you left with? You're left with family. And so we really get a lovely um we get first an interaction at night. The kids end up having to sleep on the ground in the living room because all the adults get the actual bedrooms. Um, but we get Carlton telling, well, you know, when your life flashes before your eyes, you really start to take into account what's really important in your life. And guess what? You're important. I really love you. And Will is very reluctant, but ends up saying that he loves him as well. It's a cute scene. Um, but he the next tells day he loves him to get him to stop singing. singing. Which I like. <laughs> he pretended to be asleep. Yeah. And he's yeah. like pinning him down. Enough. With so a he pillow. snores louder. <laughs> He's like, I love you. I love singing. you. <laughs> oh, I, it's just, oh, I love Will and Carlton together. I love them. And their begrudging love of each other is mm-hmm. so great. It is begrudging love. Um, so the next morning they wake up, everybody, I think out of habit, they ask Jeffrey what's for breakfast. And he says hot water and some chewing gum. Um, but it's, but somebody does find a few tea bags. So it is over this breakfast that our family realized it's our Linus moment. Our family is what's important. So their gifts that they are exchanging, at that point are promises to each other. Um, like Jennifer Lewis makes the promise to her husband to be a little quieter so she can hear better. Her husband in turn, you know, says I'll listen better. Um, and it's lovely. It's really what puts this one spoiler alert, um, at the top of my list for all the episodes that we cover tonight. Um, but it's, I mean, it's proof in the pudding what Linus moment's all about, right? It is the Christmas season and the family that brought them together. It's not the decorations or the gifts. So we got a real watching it back to back with season one, like we did, was interesting. Because season one, remember, uh, Will has that whole bit with Ashley, how he didn't know how the story ended with Santa. And she said, well, (laughs) the greatest gift is he didn't receive a gift. It was giving the gift. And he's like, well, that's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> you saw some growth a little bit for Will here. And we get a nice ender where um, the property manager, whoever he is, shows up at the cabin and is like, hey, good news. We found the guy. 
Uh, bad news. He's already unloaded all your stuff, except for one thing. Somebody in here is pregnant. Um, and so that's like the last gift sort of that's given is one of the aunts, um, Diedrich, Diedrich's wife in this instance, um, find out she's pregnant for the first time and they're overjoyed. So I feel like Tom needs to interrupt here with some breaking news about Diedrich Bader. He just texted that he didn't um, get to say before. Anthony will be happy to know that Diedrich Bader has voiced Comet, his favorite reindeer oh. in the Santa Paws franchise. Love it. Oh. So in the first one, when we sounded like a normal reindeer, not the second one, where he sounds like... No, Santa Paws. Oh, Santa Paws. It was worth mishearing it just to get that. The impression alone. That's a gag me with a spoon. From if Too bad gag me with a spoon doesn't cover the 90s for the upcoming episode. stretches into the 90s. I may submit that one. <laughs> should because after all we are the most under-researched podcast it only makes sense that we would not follow the rules in our submission <laughs> so i, I julia i'm one. i'm going to agree with you this is my favorite of the bunch julia mm-hmm. and it was the it was the most heartwarming of the bunch but also the funniest so i love when yeah. they're all singing and carlton is like hey Wait a minute. You guys are drowning me out. My gift to you is a solo. And Will's like, Carlton, you can still sing solo. So low that we can't hear you. <laughs> uh, I just want to show some appreciation for Carlton's sweater in this. The truck with the tree in the back. Mm-hmm. That was a sweet <laughs> sweater. A sweater. And it looked great when they were uh, tied up. Uh-huh. And, and from, uh, a flower star on their heads. Yes. From what I found... This is the first time Carlton does the Carlton dance. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a it's bit exciting. of important history. Yeah. Because that makes a comeback on our next I mean, it makes a comeback yeah, all the time. To your yeah. point, Matt, it is funny, like what you said earlier, how he does, like, he was so beloved by fans. He becomes, like, the second lead in everything. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of became on this show, like, on Seinfeld, the Kramer entrance, whenever he slid into the door, like yeah. the, the audience would go so nuts, they had to like ask people to like calm down because it was throwing them <laughs> off. Um, like when he danced on this show, that was kind of what it was like. The audience would go so nuts, they'd have to tell them like calm down, like calm down a bit. It's classic. It's classic. And to kind of piggyback off of the rest of you, I love this episode. It's my favorite. It's very funny, heartwarming. It. Even even though like you spend the the you know the last half or last section of the episode without Christmas decorations or anything, like it just feels so Christmassy. And I have to bring up one of my favorite lines, and it's Will. He's got the video camera, and he's it's right when they get to the cabin, and he says, "Oh, here we are in the lovely state of Utah." Don't ask me why. Only black people I've seen here have been in the Ray Charles Pepsi commercial. And then F- Frank Diedrich's character says, you're kidding. Every time I turn around, I see a black person. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I like when Jeffrey's like, Madam, sir, this family is as close to me as my own. My gift to you is a set of hand towels. I'm British. I'm no good at this mushy stuff. <laughs> so, 
clearly had a big Linus moment. Clearly a Christmas episode. I am giving this one a 10. Same. Right there with you. Nine. Wah, wah. That gives I us like a 9.67. So, Tom, I'm glad I saved you for the third one. Why don't you walk us through season four, episode 13, Twas the Night Before Christening? Baby Nikki is being christened on Christmas Eve. Will tells everyone he's going to get the music group Boys to Men to perform. Um, I like this one a lot. It opens up with Nikki and Bad and Uncle Phil talking to him about why he has four names. Well, who is Nikki for listeners who may be living oh, under a rock? Uh, Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv had another kid who is now old enough to communicate with them. <laughs> um, so I thought for sure, by the way, the pregnancy test was going to be hers because I forgot when Nikki was born and I knew he was coming in the last episode. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm wanted to say before they revealed it was the ants. Anyway. So um, they're getting ready for this is a flashback to 93 when they are getting ready for Nikki's christening, which I've never heard of a christening on Christmas. That feels weird, but very the only ones I see on Christmas are like no that's Easter. Never mind. Go on Tom. Yeah baptisms on Easter are really big in the Catholic yep. and Orthodox churches. But um, yeah, so they are getting ready to christen him. Everybody's got gifts on Christmas Eve and they decide to have a gift off and see who got Nikki the best gift. And Will got a hand puppet that looked, I thought there was gonna be a reference, but there wasn't, but it looks so much like Mr. Rogers puppet. <laughs> yes. For King Friday. <laughs> But it wasn't. Uh, and like slightly the, he terrifying. Does, he does beat that. Yeah, he does beat box. And Will thinks this is going to be great. And then Carl rolls in on a motorized car that, because of Carlton's small stature, almost fits Carlton. And Will's like, oh, crud. Carlton's even beat me. Uh, it's so bad that when his friend and recurring character, the uh, musician DJ Jazzy Jeff, shows up, he brings a Rolex for a baby for his christening. <laughs> so Will is telling DJ Jazzy Jeff he doesn't want to be be uh, outdone by everybody. So he says, well, Ashley was at the mall and she got to meet Boys to Men. And she got their signature on her CD. And Nikki loves Boys to Men. Every time it plays, he's supposed to be dancing, but they've obviously rigged up the, the <laughs> carriage that it rocks. But it's supposed to be him like getting down to uh it's so weird <laughs> it's very it's such so a weird. bad rigging it's like every time the music plays the stroller shutters in time i i, I was just I'll give waiting it, for I'll give nikki to go for flying out boys to men had some great christmas music back in the day uh, yeah. uh boys to men had some great music in general um hot take they were the best boy band of the 90s Anyway, no disagreement. Anyway, that I mean they just as far as pure talent and the ability to sing, they have everybody out. Nobody competes. Uh, so Ashley had the CD from Boys <laughs> to Men. It's obvious Nikki likes it. When Will wants to upstage everybody, he tells um <laughs> he tells DJ Jazzy Jeff that he is gonna get boy the boys to men are gonna sing at the christening, and it's a surprise, but Aunt Viv hears. 
makes a big deal. Everybody's super excited. The whole family finds out. Boys to Men are also from West Philadelphia. They were born and raised. They probably spent most of their days on the playground as well. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the recording studio. He just happens to know where they're recording of all the recording places in LA. He knows which one they're recording in and just walks in. And I love how classic Will this is. He walks in, he sees a, a coffee pot and a mug. He bakes himself some coffee. There's a box of donuts. He helps himself and just watches boys to men perform. I love that he flips. He like turns around to one of the recording you know, pieces of equipment. He just like flicks a button, turns back around. <laughs> and then when they say they're done, he stops the recording the tape. And starts cheering. They're going to kick him out. And he's like, wait, 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 guys. I'm from I'm from uh, Philadelphia, too. We used to play ball together. And one of the guys from Boys to Men's like, yeah, I recognize this guy. You stole, what was her name? Does anybody remember? Nisi. Nisi. You stole, you know, um, did you know Nisi? And he's like, yeah, I knew her. I, I, I uh, stole her from this guy who had, you know, this four eyes and big lip guy. <laughs> who used to sit on the street with his three... And he catches, he figures out that it's him. And he's like, three sisters. Well, they're mad. They tell them to remember his face and kick him out. So Will thinks he's not going to make this happen. Goes home, finds out the ants who are in town are all super excited to see Boyz II Everybody knows and is that, that they're coming now. There is a... Will's aunt and Will's mom are in a fight because they've both been told they're going to be Nikki's godmother. Mm-hmm which I don't know why that's such a big deal. Doesn't everybody have like 30 something God's children? <laughs> or is that just me? That's just you. I have three. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a good, that's solid. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're fighting throughout all of this. And Will's like, Carlton comes down and he's got, I mean, he is dressed to the nines. He's got Christmas plaid pants that he had bells sewed into the cuffs of and he's doing the carlton dance and jingling bells and i love it i am sorry he, that is christmas to the max this is he's is doing this it is to jingle carlton. bell rock yep to jingle bell and rock this is always a little clip that goes around uh in september or whatever all my friends getting ready for fall and here's me and it's that clip of him on facebook <laughs> doing that to jingle bell rock <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll all be posting that in what three and a half months yeah so he brings his suit down and he hands it to jeffrey because he doesn't want Nikki to think Santa is unpressed, you know, comes unpressed. Um, when the ants start fighting, Aunt Viv makes a, or when Will's mom and, and his aunt start fighting, Aunt Viv uh, tries to leave after telling them she both she named them both godmother. And Uncle Phil's like, no, no, you're not going to leave me with them uh, after, you know, when the claws come out. And Carlton has a, an epiphany. He's like, oh, did somebody say claws? I know what's going to fix this. And he goes looking for the Santa suit, which has been <laughs> stolen. Uh, and he comes back and Carlton is in full on now, like the, the man at Carlton that we know where now the world is awful. Everything is bad. They stole my, I'm a, I'm a five-year-old who lost his toy at the playground. <laughs> well, Will takes the Santa suit and goes back to the recording studio to see boys to men. Because nobody can deny Santa, right? That's what that's what Carlton that's says. Right. So he pitches to Boys to Men 
making Santa, making a wish come true, being like Santa and performing at a guy's nephew's Christmate or um, christening. That's all he wants. And they find out that there's going to be good home cooked food and a reception. And they're like, okay, we can do this until they see it's Will. And then they chase him out. Will shows up at the church right before Will gets there. Aunt Viv says that nobody loves Nikki as much as our beloved butler, Jeffrey. And she asks him to be Nikki's godfather, and he is on top of the moon. Will gets up to announce that boys to men aren't going to so come. you mean on top of the world and over the moon? What'd I say? You said on top of on the moon. On top of the moon. <laughs> Can't he be on top of the moon? I mean, he's so, he's so excited he's past it the earth and now he's on top of the moon yes he's over the moon on top of the world mm-hmm. static and will is makes an announcement to everybody in this church and he's setting it up for boys to that boys to men are going to come and in typical 90s tv trope boys to men start singing and they perform and it is beautiful we have a beautiful we have beautiful christmas music jeffrey's happy everybody's happy this, this is my voice least favorite this was my favorite i think what made it my favorite would be the ambiance the silliness i love seeing will smith dressed as santa that made my day and then (laughs) the music throughout hearing boys to men singing christmas music was just oh i don't know how you couldn't be in the in the holiday spirit after listening to that yeah good I, i did not dislike it I just felt like uh, the other two had stronger Christmas Eve Linus moments at the end that I appreciated more. This one had the perfect Linus moment. Lie about what you can and overcommit without having a plan and everything just sort of falls together and happens. That's what Christmas is all about. No, I said, but then it actually happens. (laughs) Not just letting everybody down and being viewed as an abject failure. Touche. Oh, wait, that's my life that I'm describing. My bad. Anthony actually follows through. Go look at our Patreon if you don't believe me. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony edits the, the the Patreon episodes and actually shares them instead of hoarding them and hiding them from everybody for months. I didn't want to say anything. Hey, I mean, I might finally finish Space Force, so then then I could listen to whenever you drop that episode. Well, that wasn't that wasn't veiled at all, was it? <laughs> um. Julia, Matt, what did y'all think? I, I, I like this one. It's not as good as the last one. And like one little criticism I have is I don't really understand the need to do it in that. Like here's a few years in the future and we'll tell Nikki about it. And then jump. Like, I didn't really see that as being all that necessary. Uh, they could have just done it all right in the moment for whatever. I mean, you get the nice little payoff at the end with Nikki. Oh, I want to say goodnight to my godfather. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, Jeffrey comes in and he gives him a hug, but then he's like, go make me hot chocolate. Go hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> spoiled rich kid. But I mean, over <laughs> it's, it's a good episode. It's just, to me, it's not on the same level as the last one, uh, but it's still good. I mean, I wouldn't turn it off for anything. All right. So, Julia, what would you think? Um, I like the second one better. Um, this one is kind of in a fight for second with the first season episode. Um, I really like the Jeffrey stuff. I like that the whole time 
Um, he's really kind of disillusioned at Christmas and I never thought about it, but if you had the kind of role that he has, it would be difficult, right? It's that time of year when all these families are gathering together and it means more workload for, you know, what would be considered a staff position, but it's also, it'd be kind of alienating a little bit, even though he's mentioned in other episodes that this family is his family and it feels like a family. Um, but I really liked hit the payoff for him at the end kind of bumps it up. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to put it in a dead heat with the first episode. For the record, Jeffrey is not the butler in the remake. What is Jeffrey? He's head of security for the Banks family and him and oh my gosh. are longtime friends. Uh, also, Jeffrey, I find his character weird throughout the show because there are times he really wants to be part of the family and then other times, like when they fool him into thinking he won the lotto, he like completely insults all of them and quits on the spot. <laughs> So, like, that's valid. Yeah. I'm coming in on this one at nine and a half. I'm going to do seven and a half. I'll go with seven. I'll go with seven as well. I'll tie it with the first one. That gives us an average of eight. So, season two comes in first place, season four comes in second place, and season one comes in third place. They're all within points of each other, though. So, you know, um, I'm happy as. I could I, I like the I like the I like the latter two more than the first one. The first one was my least favorite. Boys to Men gives it a slight edge for me. That Christmas album is highly nostalgic. I mean, all Boys to Men is nostalgic for me, but that Christmas album, I mean, I that's on my regular rotation of mine too. Christmas music. So mine too. I um I'll be curious to see what listeners think of this. Where can they do that, y'all? Uh, I do. I just, just want to say before we do that, oh, two okay. of them appear on the boy band Christmas special from last year. People can provide us with their feedback at any of our social media sites. You can find all of those on linktree.com slash the podcast. Yeah, where you can talk about anything, not just Christmas. And there are two things I did want to bring up that I didn't in our pre-talk. One, it's kind of Christmas related. So Scream 6 just started filming in New York City. And it looks like I willed into existence that it be set at Christmas because Christmas lights and decorations have been spotted on set. So I'm happy about that. Nice. Uh, And secondly... I, the Joker 2 is going into production with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn opposite Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and it's going to be a musical. So I'm excited for that. You said a whole lot of words just now that, like, <laughs> I don't know how to process any of that. Yeah, Todd Phillips, you know, the jo- Joaquin Phoenix one, the Joker that Todd Phillips did a few years ago. I, I know that. I, I liked that. The Joker I, de uh, Fali, which is uh, intertwined in madness or whatever it means, uh, is coming out, confirmed to be a musical, and Lady Gaga is in talks to star as Harley Quinn in it. Wow. Okay. All so right. I am excited about that because they're taking a risk. Don't just repeat. That's the word for it. <laughs> So I just want to bring those up. It just seems odd. No, going from a non-musical to a musical sequel, right? I mean, I can't imagine that's happened ever. Ever. I would imagine it's kind of just like, kind of like a descent into madness. Like it's not actually a musical 
mm-hmm. around them. That's just how they're viewing it. I think it could work if done well. It's definitely a swing. It, it could be a big a swing, swing and a miss, but if they hit that, it could be a home run mm-hmm. in the air. But the first one was phenomenal. And I like the fact that up for all those awards and Joaquin winning best actor and everything, they're going a completely new direction rather than just trying to repeat it for mm-hmm. round two of awards. So we'll yeah. see. But yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking about that on Patreon eventually. What where what is Patreon, Tom? Uh, it is a place where we have additional content. Sign up and you can get access to bonus episodes. You can also get um, new stickers coming later this year and early access to our Tis the Podcast mug, which I did post in Patreon. Awesome. I'm excited to get that. I've seen it. It looks cool. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. That's what she said. (laughs) No, it's not. <laughs> um, I think I think Anthony's. That's what she said. Are um, his wishes? But it's aspirational. You know what? If you dream it, it will come. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean it to sound like that. But <laughs> anyway, anyway, next week uh, we are. <laughs> Staying in the realm of TV with a more modern television show, New Girl. We're covering the New Girl Christmas episodes. Ooh. I did. We are cover- covering that girl? season one. <laughs> episode. We're covering it's season Jess. one, episode nine, the 23rd, season two, episode 11, Santa, season four, episode 11, LAXmas, and season six, episode 10, Christmas Eve Eve. And then the week after, returning to the land of movies and covering fat man which i am excited about i feel sick that week already (laughs) i can't i cannot wait i feel like it's going to be another better watch out situation and i'm all for it it's been too long (laughs) um matt it has been great having you on my friend we have to do it you know, sooner than a year from now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a blast. It's always fun talking with you guys. I'm, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm already excited for the new girl episodes. My, my wife had watched it before me. And then last summer I'd binged it. And now it's like the show we throw on before we go to bed every night. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. A friend of mine wrote an episode of <gasps> new girl in the second to last season. I literally just watched it the other day. It's the one where Ferguson had been missing and he comes back and then you find out the lady across the hall had him and she thought his name, she named him sweatshirt or something. And Ferguson had to choose between Winston and this other lady. And uh, yeah, so a friend of mine wrote that episode. So it's always cool when I see it pop up. That's super cool. Um, I did want to go back and add one bit of trivia that I forgot to mention during the show. When we were doing our uh, intros, um, Jada Pickett Smith auditioned for the show to play one of the characters, Lisa, and she was turned down because of her lack of chemistry with Will Smith. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I am. <laughs> 
Oh man, you can't write stuff good. And you know the reason they that Aunt Viv left was because of tensions with Will Smith, right? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. They apologize. They had a nice apologetic conversation with one another. The reunion special is very emotional. Oh, that's good. Uh, and both Aunt Viv's guest starred on the new Will uh, Fresh Prince together. Oh, it's fun. Nice. And there were there were like art uh, art gallery people, and they were looking at art, and there was a really nice portrait of uh, James Avery in there. So that oh, was very cool. That's neat. Yeah, that's neat. Um, speaking of neat, Matt, do you want to plug your show before? Uh, yeah yeah you can find tgi podcasts anywhere you find podcasts uh like i said we have a leon day episode coming out later this month which will be uh the first christmas episode of the office so i don't always go i'm kind of like jerry i break the rules it's not just tgi f shows anymore well i'm all over the place with it but it's my podcast so why not right uh (laughs) but yeah you can find us we're on facebook we're on instagram just search uh, tgi podcast if you're breaking the rules, Matt, I suggest to you the superb owl episode of what we do in the shadows since you're a sports guy. I know you, I remember you told me that one. I think I need to, I got so caught up with stuff this, you know, earlier this year, but I'm going to need to do that next year for the Super Bowl just because I remember you telling me about that. And I was like, oh, it sounds so good. I just didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, listeners, if you check, definitely check out Matt's show, it's always awesome. And, uh, you may be hearing him and a bunch of our other friends soon enough in a Christmas in July uh, anniversary show. So leave it at that. Right about that. I don't know what you're talking about. You know what else I'm excited about? I bet you're excited. There's only 4,680 hours until Christmas. That is only 195 days. Holy Toledo, y'all. That is only 27 weeks. That's only six months. It's crazy. It's all downhill now. It is so nuts. I literally can't understand it. It's hard to grasp. Mm-hmm. I, I always say the biggest milestone is not Leon Day. It's July 4th. Because after July 4th, the back to school stuff goes up. Mm-hmm. And that's when all the craft stores start putting out their fall stuff. Right. So I'm very excited. Yes. Matt. Thank you again. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. I love being on. And now, Tom. Bye. Bye, y'all. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spend most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? Hmm, this might be all right. I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said pressure in a dice in the mirror. If anything, I can say that this cab was rare, but I thought, man, forget it. Yo, home's the Bel Air.
I pulled up to the house about seven or eight and I yelled to the cabbie, yo home, smell you later. Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air.